0: Hey guys, I'm building an augmented Smithy. Um, So it's been more than a year since you've heard the podcast. Um, I am fortunate to be employed full-time during the week. Um, I'm living in a rural area uh, with family and friends around me, so that's nice. I have a basic support system um, that lends itself to Uh, A lifestyle of something like greater than just surviving. Uh, It allows me to focus on things that are privileges, um, rather than uh, always focusing on surviving. Like like uh, I spent a lot of time when I was living in apartments, uh, which I've been doing for the last decade or so. um, Spent a lot of time feeling like things could make or break my day-to-day life. Um, for example, um, I drove a lemon of a Prius for a while. Uh, laugh all you want, it did get 44 miles to the gallon, but um, uh, but it kept breaking. And when your transportation goes, then your access to groceries goes, and your... Uh, ability to get to your office um, becomes difficult and uh, your, your dating life might be restricted all because of lack of transportation. And so, and so I was sort of, um, like teetering on this cliff all all that time for maybe seven or eight years. Um, and so when the pandemic hit, I decided, um, heck with it. I'm going to try to leave, um, some of these things behind, and, uh, I moved in with family. Because 10 acres in the country, uh, sounds better than, um, you know, a two-bedroom apartment with a roommate who's difficult to, uh, coexist with. Um, so, you know, life comes at you fast. You gotta make decisions and, and, uh, and uh, I don't know. That was one that I made. I'm not. Uh, I'm not unhappy about it. Um. So it's uh, October 2021. I've been working on one overarching project since last September 2020, um, as well as a bunch of smaller side projects. I um, uh, back in April 2020, a month after. Um, the pandemic sort of began. We got sent home from the office to work remotely, um, and I ended up on these 10 acres in the country. And I said to myself, this is great. I'm here. I have got a big fire pit. I'm going to build a karaoke stage next to the fire pit. People will be able to come over. We'll, you know, have a beer, have a campfire, have deep conversations. And sing karaoke, it'll be entertaining, it'll be fun. Um, And I built that karaoke stage, and I put up festoon lights, which are like, like party lights hanging in the air above uh, the campfire area, and uh, I had this little pallet bar, um, and it was all well-intentioned, and it hasn't been used once. for its intended purpose. I did put up a hammock on the stage recently just because it's out sort of on the edge of the woods. Um, it's a nice relaxing spot, but, um, it's, that whole project is sort of a signifier of how the last year and a half has gone. Like, um, it doesn't really matter what we want. What matters is doing what we think is best for us and our loved ones. And, uh, everything else kind of fell by the wayside, um, <clears throat> including uh, social privileges. So, um, yeah, there was, there was that project. Um, I also, there's a carriage house on this property, and, and I call it a carriage house, it's a barn, um, but it was used for uh, horses and carriages back in the day, Uh, I think in the late 1800s, and it was in town, and it it was disassembled and moved to this property out in the country, um, and reconstructed, and so these horse stalls, uh, I don't have horses, um, but I was able to convert one of the horse stalls, a small space, maybe five by nine by, mm, maybe 10 feet high, Um, I converted it from just sort of a catch-all miscellaneous storage into a little tinkering workshop. Um, There's room for a workbench along the sides um, and a stool to sit on and a light above you, and uh, that was a a really fun project. A uh, third project has been uh, chicken care. Uh, Like so many others I picked up a flock of chickens from Tractor Supply last uh, April um, and raised them and uh, built them a coop um, and tried to improve things for them and uh, lost four of them to a raccoon and bought three or two new hens and a rooster Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, you know that's been an entire educational experience. I'm not going to call it homesteading, it's just chicken care so far, but it's definitely, um, a nice gateway drug to, um, to the idea of homesteading. Um, I don't know if I would do it again because they end up being so much care that, um, I end up prioritizing the chickens over traveling. I end up prioritizing them over, um, over things that aren't top priority, because you kind of have to keep your animals alive and happy. Um, On the plus side, in the worst times, they give us, like, three eggs every two days, and in the best times, they give us five or six eggs from four or five hens um, every day. So, uh, yeah, that's that's nice, that's exciting. Um, and in terms of social media, switching gears a little bit, uh, just, just talking about the last year and a half, um, I've really had a mental block in terms of um, the question of, is this worth publishing? Is something worth posting about? Is this video worth editing together and sending out into the world. And um I think part of that challenge um is that I'm not interested in being uh like a, a perceived personality per se. I'm not looking to be a character like a, like a comedian might might make a character for Instagram. And um and that's their shtick. Um, I care mostly about providing actual value to my audience. Um, and that's a tough thing to come to terms with because if I don't feel like I am, um, well-versed enough in a subject or a project or a topic, um, then it automatically gets put into the box of not being, uh, valuable, uh, and thus I don't end up posting about it. So um, so I really slacked off on that, and uh, on the flip side of that, I've had a really lovely time focusing on things for my own enjoyment, rather than uh, feeling obligated to post about them. Um, that said, I would like to get back into the swing of things. Um, it's taking some time and effort, Um, and I have also, um, like I work things to death. I really do. Uh, This is the second recording of this podcast episode. The first one, um, was full of me pausing and thinking of the right word to say. Um, and I do it now. I mean, I, I say um all the time, all the time. And that's just me. You're just gonna get me. That's life. Deal with it. Um... So one of my big uh, goals in life has been autonomy and my, not quick fix, but my my idea to obtain full autonomy as quickly as possible last spring uh, when the pandemic began was to convert a school bus. And I said to myself, I can make this school bus conversion, I can invest however, you know, like a a fair but small amount of money into this, I can live in it for a few years, and during that time, save money on X, Y, and Z that I would normally be, um, like, like, uh, any maintenance goes into the school bus itself, like my utilities go toward the school bus itself, um, it's sort of paying myself rather than paying a landlord, Um, and at the end of it, I can park it somewhere and use it as an Airbnb um, if I don't want to live in it myself. And that was a great plan. However, on my way to look at a bus that was up for auction um, about an hour and a half south of Albany, New York, uh, I was driving down in my 2008 Toyota 4Runner with 156,000 miles, and I must have had a coolant leak somehow, because the radiator overheated, and the engine went kaput. I ended up, uh, like, I first I lost my power steering, and then I lost power completely, and uh, I ended up cruising off an exit, uh, exit 14 maybe, Malta, New York, and, like, I lost my steering, so I went straight over a roundabout, which I'm glad there wasn't a fountain in the middle of it, and uh, crash landed. Um, not actually crash landed, just ran out of steam um, in someone's front yard. That was very exciting and very sad because I had just finished paying off the Forerunner to the tune of $13,500, um, maybe five months before that. So that was a kick in the teeth. And, um, ah, Forerunner should last longer than 150,000, like maybe at least 200,000. In any case, the money that I was going to spend on the school bus shell, um, I ended up putting toward a new vehicle. Um, and uh, that was kind of like a, um like a blessing in disguise, because the new vehicle, I, I found this 03 Ford Econoline 250 van um, with 48,000 miles on it, uh, and the guy who was selling it put a roof rack on. He wanted to turn it into, a like, an adventure van, um, and this roof rack and this van have been invaluable. Like, I cannot... I cannot really measure how much it's already paid for itself um, in the last year and a half. Mostly just transporting lumber. Um, it turns out that you can, you know, bungee one of the back doors closed and carry 16 foot lumber um, or beams or you know a lot of stuff. Four by eight sheets of plywood, um, either in the back or on the roof rack. It's more of a ladder rack, actually, technically. Um, so, yeah, so I had these goals of, like, uh, autonomy. Um, my whole adult life, I've lived with roommates um, to varying degrees of success, uh, and I really just wanted to live alone for once. Um, I wanted to be able to cut out things like utility payments and just put that toward my own financial savings or toward, like I said, um, if I could Airbnb the school bus, um, I also wanted to cook for myself more with fresh ingredients, form some healthier daily routines, um, read books more, eliminate things like Netflix and Amazon Prime, especially, um, and just really overall become more self reliant um, despite needing some initial support uh, to do that. Um, So those were my goals and those all changed when the Forerunner died um, and the school bus plan got scrapped. Uh, But before I go on, uh, we're gonna hear from someone you may know, here she is.
1: Hello, my name is Mary Lou from Made by Mary Lou. I am a maker of things, an artist and a storyteller. And here's my story. As a little girl, I always loved art, regardless of the medium. Even though I didn't fully understand it, I was deeply fascinated by it. I loved music, movies, and books. I was the head in the clouds, starry-eyed type of kid, ready to escape into a universe dreamt up by my favorite musicians, filmmakers, and writers. Then I started learning more about fine arts, and I was a goner. And if I'm being completely honest, Not much has changed. Now I'm just trying to do the same thing and tell stories in my own style. And I sincerely hope that I can inspire you to follow your passions, whatever they may be. Just go for it. You can find me at madeby__marylou on Instagram and madebymarylou on YouTube. But really, just go to madebymarylou.com and it will lead you to all the things.
0: That was Mary Lou Anderson. Thank you, Mary Lou, for putting that promo together for the podcast here. Um, I asked about six people um, if anyone was interested in doing a uh, like a maker promo ad, and uh, and Mary Lou came through. So thank you for that. Um, I'm really hoping to uh, avoid the format of doing video recommendations. Um, because I am often driving, mowing the lawn, um, or outside with a hammer or a drill in my hand, and I don't have time to uh, jot things down. Um, when other makers recommend someone's project or, or that sort of thing, uh, in the middle of their podcast, unfortunately, it's easy to miss for me. I don't know if that's true for you too, but, um, my idea was that if I let someone or, or, or give someone the opportunity to, um, talk themselves up, explain what their passion is, is what their passion is, why they love being a maker, um, it might sink in a little bit better. And I think Mary Lou did that wonderfully in that segment. Um, so thanks again. And if you want to have your promo in the middle of the podcast, please contact me. Um, I'm juggling the idea of, uh, of doing them for free, uh, until I have like, you know, a significant number of listeners rather than the 50 to 100 that I had a year and a half ago Um, so yeah, I I, I don't see why not, you know Um, if you would like to run an ad and you're not a maker um, I would request that you do that through my Patreon um, and uh, we can get it sorted out there So let's see, I need to jump back to my outline. Here we are. So in the last year and a half, I've been building, like I said at the top of the episode, an augmented smithy. Uh, What is a smithy, you ask? Um, It comes from the term blacksmith, I think. It is a workshop for one who is a smith. Um, It can also be called a smitty. I assume that's slang. And uh, why is it augmented? (laughs) I don't know what this format is called, where I ask a question and then answer it. Anyway, um, it's augmented because... (laughs) It's augmented, listener, because uh, I have this not a mantra exactly, but a, uh, a philosophy perhaps. Um, and I could compare it to buying a coffee. So if you go to the coffee shop, small coffees, 12 ounces are $2. Um, medium coffees, 16 ounces are, um, 225 and large is 275. So you're investing that $2 into your coffee either way and that is uh, 825 cents. Right? 8 quarters gives you 2 bucks. For one more quarter you can get um let me do the math here. A third again as much coffee. So you're building that foundation of two dollars, and if you go a little above and beyond, you won't find yourself wishing that you'd bought a little more coffee. Um, And so the same thing rings true for me with a lot of projects. Um, I don't just want to make a cutting board. I want to make a cutting board with a hidden knife in it. I want to make a cutting board with You know, a a measurement like a butter stick, measurement wood burned onto the side. Uh, There's got to be more than just the standard, uh, the standard object, the standard uh, practice, the standard um, space to exist in. Um, Why not go above and beyond? Um, So, this blacksmith shop, this smithy has a floor and it has a roof. And as long as I'm going to put all that effort into what you're standing on and what's above your head, it's not that hard to add another function or two in between. Um, so that was my thinking. Um, so this, this also stems from, like, uh, I don't want to be a graphic designer working 45- 50 hours at a computer for the rest of my life. Um, not, not, not for probably not for more than five or seven years. <laughs> I'm 30 and, uh, and my back hurts. Um, I know that being hunched over an anvil probably won't help that, but you know, at least I'll be able to d- say that I I did what I wanted to do with my life. Um, uh, but, ba, where was I going with that? Um, in any case, so a few different functions that this, this smithy can have, um, oh, right. I know where I was going. Uh, so you, you end up spending a lot of time in certain spaces. You spend a lot of time <laughs> in a bedroom. You spend a lot of time in the bathroom, in the kitchen. Um, and for makers, you spend a lot of time in the workshop, or at least you do if you're, you know, if you're able to, um, if you're able to chase your dreams, if you're able to, you know, work on things that you want to work on. Um, so my other goals for this space, uh, were to have kind of a space for a living gallery of my own handmade work or my friend's handmade work. Um, this would also be a space to spend a lot of time alone or, uh, have friends visit, um, a, a, a large driving force has been just having cocktails on a deck. Uh, that's one of my life goals. It's like, chill with people, sit in metal bouncy um, deck chairs, and sip cocktails and have good conversation. Um, that's been a part of my life growing up, and I've, I've tried to integrate it as much as possible in my adult life. Um, simple, but impactful. Um, what else? Uh, that, that, that really sums up a lot of it. Um, the inspiration for the structure itself has come from a couple video games, which I don't know how many of you are gamers. I'm not a gamer, but I have played a couple video games that really rang true. The architecture, especially in Far Cry 5, um, which is set in Montana, um, includes a lot of fire towers and uh, shacks and metal roofs and uh, like raised elevated uh, walkways, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and more recently, uh, the game Hunt Showdown, which is set in the Louisiana Bayou in the 1800s. A lot of the same sim- like similar theme- themes in the architecture. Um, just really cool barns, uh, sheds, metal roofs. <laughs> windmills that kind of thing um part of the part of the inspiration was that I really want to make something that will outlast me um, I want my children to be able to like even if I even if this is gone that there'll still be pictures and stories um I want my children or nieces and nephew if uh, if... I don't have kids to be able to look back and point this out and say like, ah, uncle Patrick was such a weirdo. Like he was such an inspiration, like inspired weirdo. Um, but man, he gave it his all. He did this with his own hands. Um, so that's, that's part of it. Um, if you have not watched Disney's Imagineering story, um, that's also a big part of this. Because uh, there's two reasons. One is that when Disney World was being established in Florida, um, and we all, you know, have mixed feelings about Florida, but uh, they wanted to do things that were not in the book. And uh, I don't mean like cheat on things, but Like, they wanted to build the Jungle Cruise, which was a giant river, river ride, Um, and in order to make their dreams happen, they had to form their own municipality and create their own, like, uh, self-supported town um, to make all of the infrastructure improvements that they wanted to make, Um, and I think that is fantastic. Like if the world isn't working, make your own world. Um, the second part of inspiration from the Imagineering story is they, they mentioned Walt Disney's, um, I don't know what you would call them, principles of perception. Um, and to summarize, he said something like there's three, four or five levels, something like that, of perception, where you can be driving along, and you see the steeple of a church um, behind some trees. So that's one level of perception. Uh, the next level, you're in, you're in town, you're on Main Street in the town, and uh, and you can see the, sh- the shops, and the storefronts, and the, you know, the front of the church. Um, another level of perception is being right up at the door and 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 holding the doorknob in your hand and you can feel that it's cold and metallic and copper and engraved and that's that's the close level of perception and so there's these different um experiences of a place um, that all come together to create an overall perspective um an overall experience. Uh, and so I, that, that really interested me, um, because I want to employ those, those levels of awareness of a space. Uh, I think it's really important to, to make the place memorable. Um, and that just means really having an eye for detail and having an eye for, um, the, the, the way that someone enters a space, um, and from which direction, that kind of thing. <sighs> um, uh, Rachel Metz said something in one of her Instagram stories last summer um, that was along the lines of, like, if you want a vacation from your life, why not just make your vacation into your life? Um, like... Like design your daily life so that you will be as happy as if it were a vacation. Um, and of course there is the, the caveat with that statement that um, things that are new and things that are different add to a vacation. But she has a point that if you are not experiencing your day-to-day life um, in a positive manner, change it. You need to change it. You need to improve it, um, to the point that you enjoy your day-to-day life. And I know that there's a lot of outside factors and that kind of thing, but still that made an impression on me. Um, and, uh, one of the last inspirations has been, uh, Brett McAfee. He's creating a series called Forged Home, um, where he's converting a house out in Joshua Tree to a space that really is his own living gallery, um, where he, he will be, um, designing and building and forging all of these home fixtures and, uh, pieces, pieces of furniture, pieces of artwork, whatever it might be, um, to make up the space that he exists in, and I think that's really, uh, an honorable pursuit. Um... And then finally, what else are you gonna do during a pandemic, right? Um, I mean, I, that, that sounds like there's free time. There's, I know no one has free time, but um, this was a interesting thing to prioritize anyway. Um, so from, from all of that, I was able to begin. Um, before I start the next segment, I'm gonna roll an ad that I made uh, just in case Mary Lou or anyone didn't get back to me with their ad Um, so, I guess I'll just drop it in here. Here we go.
2: Do you ever look around yourself and feel utterly blasé about the room you're in? Have you opened a drawer in your kitchen, chosen a piece of silverware, and wondered how it came to be while furiously brainstorming ways to improve its form, function, and the experience of using it? Do your bills arrive in the mail and you wonder if there's any action you can take to remove yourself? From your position as a cog in the wheel of society's passively maintained status quo, spinning round and round and round again, an existence of predictability. Listener, you've come to the right place. Here at the Burn Build Podcast, with your host, Patrick Freeburn, our goal is to think beyond the ordinary object. To rethink and augment our own irksome habits and routines, and to visualize and reformulate the spaces where we spend the most time. As we know all too well, a lifetime can slip away if we're not paying attention. So what better way to make it memorable than putting thought and consideration into the everyday existence. Consideration that future generations will be able to lay their hands on once we're gone. That will cement our legacy as makers, thinking outside the boundaries of the expected beyond preconceived notions of normal. We appreciate you joining us, and if you'd like to promote yourself in this ad slot, visit our website at burnbuilt.com. That's B-E-R-N built.com where you can also find durable stickers and soft, comfy torso coverings to show your support. And now, back to the content. Uh,
0: So, um... I was going to jump right into my challenges in this year-long project. Um, the biggest ones have been financial. Um, that's one. My personal finances uh, were destroyed last year uh, with the um, loss of of the uh, the Forerunner. Um, and subsequent purchase of van, um, and, uh, that's lousy, but I've been able to pay for things as I need them, um, with this new workshop build, um, pandemic pricing has impacted me a little bit in terms of materials, but I am fortunate to, uh, live fairly close to, um, a small lumber yard, uh, that hasn't raised its prices since January, 2020, I believe. Um, a guy and his son who, who run the place, um, have had, uh, enough business during the pandemic, especially to make up for any, um, differences in cost of logs, um, just by selling quantity. So that's been really great, um, uh, that lumber has been cheap. It's green. I've been using mostly green lumber, but um, but there's precautions you can take to make that work. Um, uh, what else? Oh, um, knowledge. I've had to pretty much learn everything about construction on my own, um, which means a lot of hours spent watching YouTube and reading... Uh, little sections out of old homesteading books from the mid-1900s, um, or, or prior to that even, um, so that's, that's definitely been a challenge, um, and another big one is that I've been doing everything solo, um, I've had help with a couple key points, which were, uh, digging holes, and, um, and retrieving eight by eight posts. Uh, These were things that I could not do on my own. Um, But aside from that, it's been a solo uh, pursuit. And that is partly out of necessity, because uh, I cannot really afford to pay a crew. And it's partly out of safety. Um, It Is COVID times Um, and I hate to say it but I trust myself to do dangerous things very slowly more than I trust friends of mine to jump in and tackle things even out of the goodness of their hearts. Um, I would much rather take twice as long and be safe about things and just be content with the amount of things that I get done rather than, uh, have to worry about other people's safety. Um, and that definitely presents its own challenges doing things solo. I don't think that it's super healthy to always work on things alone. Um, and in the future, I hope that, uh, that, uh, COVID isn't something that I have to worry about and that I can, um, enlist the help of people who have, uh, a background in, um, or, or who are experts in their own area, uh, rather than learning to do everything, uh, myself. And I'll tell you what, you can't go wrong with quick clamps, Erwin quick clamps. This, it's not sponsored. It's just, I would not have been able to build, um, as much as I have without the, uh, without the second and third and fourth and fifth, um, grip on things that, uh, that those quick clamps provide. Um, and if you are someone who builds sheds and things, um, solo, uh, you'll have to watch the upcoming videos that I hope to throw together, um, and see how those quick clamps get used all the time. I say quick clamps. It's really, it's a bar clamp, uh, that can be operated with one hand, Um, so yeah. Um, so this is it. This is the podcast series. It's starting. I can't believe I'm 38 minutes into talking here, um, on the first episode, but, uh, I'm going to hope or hope I'm going to plan to line the next podcast episode, uh, line it up with the first project video release. Uh, and in that. Circumstance, the podcast will include a deeper discussion of specifically the the mistakes that I made um, and the lessons that I learned uh, for the uh, for the initial segment of the the forge build, the smithy build, um, uh, or maybe I will focus on the new chicken coop project that I'm building uh, right now. Um, but either way, expect that na- the next podcast episode in late October. Um, so uh, I do want to do a shout-out, and I know that I already said that um, that maker shoutouts can get lost in amongst the hundreds of maker shout outs but I would not have been able to make it this far without watching Mr. Chickadee. And Mr. Chickadee is a guy who builds a lot of things alone, and he builds a lot of things Uh, using historical um, techniques and, like, very old, proven methods. Um, And uh, Mr. Chickadee builds, uh, like, a floor out of um, log ends, which is really nifty. Um, He builds his own double pane windows. There's a lot out there, so go check out Mr. Chickadee. I think I've said it three or four times now, but Mr. Chickadee Channel on YouTube, um, you can't go wrong. Uh, A lot of it is silent, though, so you might want to, you know, like, bring uh, coffee, um, and uh, not a crossword puzzle, necessarily, but um, he's a very quiet worker. Um, And like I said, I'm also throwing together uh, a chicken coop. It's the version 2 chicken coop of coops that I've built. Um, It's going to be optimized in several ways. And uh, it will also be augmented. It's not just a chicken coop. Um, so keep an eye out for that. That's just going to be a time-lapse video um, because it is a side project. Um, uh, that'll probably be late October as well when that comes out. Um, but I, I will detail that build as well on a future podcast episode. Um, so you can get t-shirts and stickers on burnbuilt.com. That's B-E-R-N built.com. Um, you can also go to my Patreon and uh, buy an ad slot, or uh, if you're a maker, get one for free. Um, thanks for tuning in. This has been enormously long. Um, the music that you heard in the ad um, and for the theme music uh, was provided by Zach Herberholtz from ZH Fabrications, uh, free audio project called Ample Tunes. Um, and the ad that I wrote was inspired by the late, great radio personality, uh, Joe Frank. Um, if you haven't heard Joe Frank's radio stories, they are <laughs> weird, uh, but so good. Um, and thank you to Mary Lou for sending in her uh, promo for me to use here. So uh, until next time, this has been Patrick Freeburn with the Burn Bill Podcast. Thanks for listening, stay safe, and uh, consider what you've already invested in something, and if it makes sense to add just a little bit of sparkle. Because you've already bought that small coffee's worth. Just that little bit of sparkle. Bye guys.